Hey y'all, welcome to Eat Hunter Work a Shoot. Episode 2. We've been really happy and really surprised with the amount of feedback the show's gotten. Yeah, I mean, I know we got a lot of activity this week on the tweets and uh, doing a live tweets of each show, which is really positive. I mean, I know Raw, we were averaging like five or four or five likes or retweets or something for like almost every tweet we had. Yeah. And the SmackDown. As we got like grew big because we gained like thirty followers during SmackDown, which was impressive. Mm-hmm. And uh, added, we're getting like nine tweets, a lot of activity, a lot of questions being asked, a lot of comments. I wasn't able to respond to everybody. It was very hard having to do that and keep up with what was going on, on the show because SmackDown even, was kind of packed yeah. this week. And even uh, episode one, I mean, it, it got more listens than we thought it would. Um, yes, I mean, episode one at the moment is like fifty views, which it, for a starting for a first episode is not bad. That's pretty good. So. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, uh, we're glad you guys are here. We, we hope you'll stay a while. But uh, mm-hmm. we got an action-packed show today. We got, of course, our Raw and SmackDown review like we always do. Uh, we got a, a new bit that uh, I, I named Main Event Mail, where you guys ask us questions on Twitter or emailing us. And we got a lot of good questions. And we got Heath's Summer Ray booking, because everyone wants justice for Summer Ray. Justice for Summer Ray, which I got to give thank you to Mick Foley. For giving me the chance to book this, because we will get into later. Mick Foley will be addressed during the show because you, sir, are on the list. Spoiler alert: hashtag Mick Foley's a dumbass. Get it trending because that's about that's what the show's gonna be. Mick Foley's on the list. He's definitely on the list list. for sure. Well, I guess we'll go straight into Raw. uh, And since I'm the one that live tweeted Raw, uh, I'm gonna do the recap. And it was a decent show. Uh, I I enjoyed the Rollins Chris Jericho match to start the show. Good technical match. Um, They're teasing this. Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens breakup, which I mean, they're going too hard in, in my opinion. Like they're making it too obvious that that's going to be a breakup, and they're making it too obvious that Seth Rollins has no chance of winning Hell himself. You know, I, I understand that, but I think what it is is that Seth, obviously, because of uh, there's a lot of rumors flying around, they're moving the Seth Triple H storyline yeah. up to Survivor Series and possibly to Rumble, carried in that little time frame. So. They really don't have anybody else main event level right now because Roman's the U.S. champion, so you can't just jump the U.S. champion up to the main event yeah. level. So you need someone really there to like give Kevin Owens something to do for a minute, and that's going to be Chris Jericho. And, I mean, and, He's and, in the main event scene as it is already. And that's true because, like, like we said last week, Kevin Owens' title run has not been about Kevin Owens. It's mm-hmm. been about Seth Rollins, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon. So I'm saying, like, so I would like for this feud to get more about KO and and, and him and Jericho can have a great feud. Honestly, they have great chemistry together. Yeah. And I've heard I've heard some rumors flying around that Jericho's run's supposed to end at the end of this year with mm-hmm. WWE. Yeah, and that he really likes Kevin Owens and like he wants to put Kevin Owens over, which is a very good sign for Kevin Owens that yeah. like one of the greatest to ever do the sport and one of the greatest in WWE in general is willing to help put you over as to, into his run. Do you th- how, how long do you think KO is going to hold the title? I was thinking about this today because if you really want to... I know they're thinking about pushing up uh, Raw and Triple H for the Survivor Series, but I still think they want that as a Mania match, and that can't be for the title, can it? No, I don't think you can put it as a title, mainly because I don't think Rollins will have the title at Mania or H will. Unless you get H has a championship Mania. I'm not Heath. Which I'm not I right now. Is Kevin Owens going to be the title holder when it comes to WrestleMania? If I was the one booking... No, not. I mean, if you were the one booking, what do you think? I honestly think, yes, he'll be title holder Mania. I think he might might drop it at Rumble, but I think he will hold the title going to Mania. Because I think the plan is is going to be KO, Finn Balor, Mania, main event. That's what I'm saying. The, the only person he can logically drop it to would be Finn. Uh, yeah, they haven't built anyone else up. There's no, ba- there's no baby face yeah. built up to take it from him. You're not just going to go heel to heel. Um... The person I think if he's going to drop to anybody will be Roman coming up again. Probably. But I don't think they're going to give Roman four title runs within a year's time. That's just a little bit. That's even like over the John Cena level of crazy in title runs. All right. Well, I mean, that's more about the future. We're talking about Raw right now. And uh, another big point of this Raw was this continue on Charlotte Sasha. Like we said last week, the whole women's division is just that, Charlotte Sasha. That's all Charlotte Raw. Sasha, that's all Sasha. Raw. And I had an even bigger issue this week. With these video packages, they were awful. Lita's awful for one. She she's awful at she's an awful interviewer, but that's not her place. Something else. They're making this feud. I I get it's historic. I get it's great for the women's division, but they're making this feud seem like it's more about the women's division than it is about Charlotte and Sasha. You know, it's not like just having having three of them is just it's too much because. 
they don't really have the storylines built to where I think only one of these three matches deserves to be held in the cell, and that is Charlotte Sasha because it feels like it's that point where it's like they've traded back and forth the wins. You got to have that payoff match that like this is just full on. I hate you, you hate me. Let's get in here and tear each other apart, kind of match. See, I don't really have an issue with the, the amount of Hell in Cell matches because it's a gimmick pay per view. Like, if this was just a regular pay per view, and you're like, oh, let's just put them in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, then then I would have an issue with it because you're like, oh, the rivalry's not there, but. I mean, it's it's the name of the pay per view. It's the game of the pay per view. I don't really have an issue with that. Yeah, just, I feel like when you go to Hell in a Cell, you got to have a reason to go to Hell in a Cell. I don't feel like Rollins and uh, Kale have a reason to go to Hell in a Cell. I don't feel like Reigns and Rusev has a reason to go to Hell in a Cell. Maybe maybe that. Roman and maybe Kale and and Seth would go to Hell in a Cell. Roman and Rusev should have like more like a street fight, kind of like just like a no disqualification, I quit kind of match. That'd be a that'd be a good payoff match for Survivor Series. See, I mean, I I, just, I, I don't like it. it's the name of pay per view is the game of pay per view. I don't really care that much. But what I do care about is one Sasha is really good on the mic typically, but she hasn't been showing it at all. This is a this is a Sasha Banks promo right now. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. Women's wrestling. I'm the boss. We're gonna make history. Women's wrestling. I'm the boss. Women's wrestling. Women's she, wrestling. That that's her promos. She isn't the best baby face. No, she's she's, not. she's a she's better tween she's better like anti-hero more likely exactly. she's a better anti-hero but it's it's not so it's, it's not only the company that's pushing this oh we're not fighting for oh well we are fighting for this championship and it means a lot but we're actually fighting for women everywhere it's not just the company pushing that i feel like it might be charlotte and sasha too and i have an issue with that do you and i i do too because like charlotte and sasha have such a just like it what seems like a natural chemistry yeah. with each other in the ring yeah with how they move like we all know Sasha has a bad back, but she still trusts Charlotte enough to like you can throw me into a ring post yeah. or bend my back around the ring or something, and she's okay with that. Which yeah. means she trusts Charlotte an awful lot in the ring, which is a very good thing for Charlotte. Yeah. It means a lot at how safe you are in the ring. Then it goes to hold how Charlotte's the best woman wrestler of all time. State statement, fact, truth. Yeah, I and, agree uh, with that. I just feel like the thing is, Lita does not have the chemistry to be in their group with them right now. It's really bad. It's yeah. awkward. Just cut her out of the promos. Yeah. She's worse than Michael Cole. Yeah. All right. Well, besides the video packages, what else was there? Oh, women. The Bailey Dana Brooke feud. Not feud, the match that people had a lot of issues with. Yes, Dana, Dana Brooke botched it. She, her her photo was supposed to be on the broke her lever, leverage pin. But I don't get people being upset. That Dana Brooke went over. If you're really a Bailey fan, don't you want Bailey to wrestle? Because you know what happens if Bailey beats Dana Brooke? She's not wrestling. She doesn't have a feud. I'm sorry, she doesn't. My, my thing: if you're going to be one of these people who watch Raw and you're going to complain about it's only focused on Charlotte and Sasha, when they try to build another feud going on in the women's division, don't be complaining about yeah, it. Completely. You can't just like pick up and like, do this. You have to not, have the weakling go over the strong I get player. That Dana's not the best, but. You gotta have her do something. You gotta have Bailey do something. Like she's she. Obviously, they don't want her. In, they don't want a triple threat right now. They, they they don't want that. They want something else. Who who else is there? Seriously, on, honestly, Dana Brooke. She, she's been the fourth woman here for the past couple months. She like, has. I mean, if you look at your top four for Raw, it's Sasha, Charlotte, Bailey, Dana Brooke. It is. That's I'm it. Sorry, that's just what it is. That's and, the four. People are getting upset that that Dana Brooke went over her. Like, sorry. I mean, yeah, it was supposed to be a heel move, and that's what they were supposed to play it off as, and yeah, she botched it, but I have no issue with the outcome. I don't have an issue. Um, I think it's a good storyline, good for the show. Speaking of squash matches, uh, Ron Strowman squashed three guys. He asked for uh, a bigger challenge, and Sami Zayn came out. I like it. Me too. I love it. Me too, me too. It, Sami Zayn, like, when you're labeled as the underdog from the underground, you need to have some matches where you're kind of an underdog. Oh. You're looking like an underdog against wait, Braun Strowman. Wait, you're saying gimmicks are supposed to make sense. Gimmicks are supposed to make sense. Really? It's the point of the gimmick. I, I thought for sure Sami Zayn was a, a big underdog against Kevin Owens, even though he won like two in matches. But we don't talk about that. Um, yeah, I like it. It gives Braun like an actual feud. We can. It gives him a feud. Also gives him someone who's actually has good ring work. Yep. So you can really see. I think that's what it is. I don't feel like it's really much of a this is going to go place feud. I think it's a let's see what Braun actually can do. I mean, I think let's put Braun in there with someone I, real talent. Exactly. I think it's a win-win for both like you're saying. Sami Zayn's one of the best wrestlers in the world, technically. Uh, Braun needs help in that. But also, it helps build Sami, too. It, it gives him something to do because he was going nowhere unless you're a big uh, 
Sami Zayn Neville. I, tag team I love Sami Zayn Neville tag team. <laughs> Speaking of Neville, he lost too. The Red Arrow from the, the Red Arrow from the Underground, but, best team ever. Which we'll get to later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Red Arrow from the Underground. The, the, the Olay Gravity forgot. <laughs> the Olay Gravity forgot. Um. So I don't mind it. I, mean, I think it's a good. It, it has potential to be a, a decent small feud. Um, whatever to me. Um. What else happened? Oh. Carl Anderson got squashed by Big Cass. Once again, WWE shows that they do not care at all about Gallows and Anderson, and they should have probably stayed in New Japan. Yeah, I agree. At Gallows and Anderson, I think, made the wrong decision. I think they got it for the money. Yeah, they, they didn't make the but, wrong decision. I mean, they're making more money, and but, anyone would take that. I'm sorry. Career-wise, I think it was a wrong decision just because, for some reason, the WWE decided to attach their horse to New Day, becoming the longest-reigning champions of all time. And they decided, let's go with that. It's kind of like what we were talking about last week. One of the big points we made last week is that Gallows and Anderson did not need to be attached to AJ Styles at first. It just didn't need to happen. AJ was doing fine on his own. Gallows and Anderson could have been just as fine as their own. And now they were built weak coming in, and you're just making them look weaker because yeah. they're kind of going in the Bray Wyatt path of, we look like badasses, badasses, badasses. Pay-per-view time comes around. Guess who's taking the L? Exactly. Carl Anderson and Seriously, Luke and think and about it. They always lose. Have, have they been, I can't remember. I mean, I know they have, but uh, Mash actually won. The I, John Cena feud. The John I Cena can't think feud, of a pay-per-view match they the, won. The John Cena, uh, Cena end zone cast feud did nothing for them. It helped AJ, and it helped John. That's about it. Uh, being, being attached to AJ really did nothing for But it didn't, didn't do anything for AJ either, which I think was a, book, a booking a bad decision, which will probably rewind in the future because that's definitely something that I would want to talk about a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, going more in his show, uh, Sammy Zane's old tag team partner for one episode lost to Bo Dallas. Woo, Neville! Um, good. Yeah. I think it's good. Neville's kind of come back from an injury still, so they're not really going to like kind of put him in a full swing, but I, I think helping put over Bo Dallas with whatever they're running with him with, I think they're building Bo Dallas. I think they're building Bo Dallas for like a U.S. title. I don't understand how Bo was literally going nowhere and he gets a drunken disorderly in the airport and now all of a sudden he's going to push. Vince likes people who will take chances. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to take a chance of possibly getting a crime in an airport, you're good enough to push. So, so when Vince told CM Punk to grab the... CM Punk could never grab the brass ring because apparently the brass ring is getting a DUI. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, no wonder CM Punk was never pushed. Um, I don't mind it. Bo's fine. I like Bo. Uh, <laughs> I do think it's kind of weird that as soon as you get arrested, now you're getting a push, but whatever. Um, so that, that, was, that was fine too. Um, cruiserweights? I've learned something about the cruiserweights. They shouldn't have existed? No, no. I mean, I'd like them being existing. I think the way to what you need to do is get the title of TJ and get Brian Kendrick out of the picture. I watched that. I was able to catch Raw in like the last hour, so I was able to see this cruiserweight match. Yeah, yeah. There were six guys in that match. I saw the crowd get excited for four of them. Yeah. Guess who they didn't get excited for? TJ Perkins and Brian Kendrick. Because there's just no chemistry, there's no charisma, there's no emotion from the two of them. Put it on Rich Homie Swan. Swan, Swan or Alexander. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, Either one of them, they're great. I don't think the Cruiserweight should have ever existed, which I'll get to in the main event mail. Well, we got asked a question about that, so I'll talk about that more then. But the match was fine. I mean, Cruiserweight's always put on good matches. Mm-hmm. It was a good so, match. It was a good match. For, for Raw, it, it was fine. Can we get to the I main guess, Can we get to the main point of Raw? We're, we're the, everyone so, was so, waiting so, for... So, now that we dragged this out long enough, like, I, like I've been saying so many times, Raw was fine. It wasn't a bad show. It wasn't a good show. It was just, it was just the, the show. show. Then Goldberg came. Oh, gosh. Best... Best part of the night, before we get into it, I got to shame on you, Michael Cole, and shame on you, creative, in writing. The best WCW champion ever? Rick Rick Flair doesn't exist? He, Sting doesn't exist? The the words were wrong. You should have said most dominant. But most dominant. I think that's what it was. Um, I think Michael Cole botched it. Did you see his face? He had, he had no emotion. He didn't care. You, knew, please, you could tell he was lying. Please don't make me defend Michael Cole. I don't think he botched it. I just think it was probably just a uh, a bad a bad line all around. But how about that Goldberg? <laughs> how over was that man? I didn't think he'd be like. I don't get it. I'm a fan of Goldberg. I love Goldberg. Yeah. I don't understand how he's so over. It's like he's not the best in the ring. He never had anyone do the mic for him. It's just like a natural 
he just has a natural connection with the audience and makes the audience just excited for him to be there. Definitely. And like it was cool seeing him get emotional with the audience and yeah. like you really felt like he wants to be back here. Unlike Brock Lesnar, who when he came back was just like money, money, money. Goldberg is like, I want to be here for the kids. It's very, very touching, very great. Best line of the show with the you just stares in the camera and says, Brock Lesnar, you're next, but more importantly, you're last. That's definitely that yeah. that killed it. That sealed the show. Ended right there. Go home. Give give Goldberg the world championship. Put it on him right now. That's definitely something I think that's missing with promos nowadays. Is a good line. Ooh. Let me think. When Roman said the guy the first time, I thought it was pretty cool. It was a that good was a line. damn good promo. It was a good line. Then they killed it. Then they killed it. it. They impl- which I guarantee you, the next time we see Goldberg on WWE television, he's gonna say it again. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And he'll say it before Survivor Series. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, it was great. I, I had my worries. Um, he killed. He killed the promo. I would like to know whether it was a scripted promo for he actually said it himself. Um, probably a little bit of both. Um, I want to get your thought on this. All right. Was that promo the best WWE's done in like two, three years now? Because I'm trying to think back two, three years. What's been like that promo you hear and just like that's a star. That's a star right there. I see this and that's a star. Page on Charlotte. Hmm. Paige on Charlotte. The Paige on Charlotte. That that one where she brought up when she brought up uh, her brother. That was that was a speech right there. And it's like I'm not gonna forget that Paige pipe bomb she threw there. But it was amazing from all around. It the, was the, the the backstage showing all the current wrestlers just looking at all of them was great. It, it was just great. Like it, it really stole the show for me. Um, but th- that was one of the loudest pops I can remember hearing yep. in forever. Without a doubt. So. We're gonna move on to your SmackDown. Uh, we actually watched the show together, but you're the one that live tweeted it, yeah. so you um, did a review. Yeah, SmackDown. I was kind of worried at first because it started out with this weird Randy versus Randy and Bray which, talking, which we both agree we both hate. I like, I hate this. Yeah. I hate this feud. I hate the supernatural gimmick in WWE. It works with Undertaker, but it's because he's done it for 25-something exactly. years. It made more sense in the 90s. No, no one cares anymore. Like, no one cares for supernatural gimmicks. Exactly. They want real, hard-hitting, kind of like break kayfabe, but keeping kayfabe gimmicks. Exactly, yeah. And just brace it in a coffin. It's like, get your own match style. I mean, I like Bray having a coffin match, but it's like, really? Yeah. I don't feel like this is escalated enough to where you deserve a coffin match. Also, Which is what they're building for a Survivor Series. Everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. It's obvious. I also hate how this feud it was designed to help Luke Harper get reacclimated back in, but it's not going to. No, because it's going to go from Luke Harper being back to, oh, it's all about Bray and Randy, and guess who's going to get lost in the shuffle, as always, Luke Harper. And, and Luke's good. Yeah, very good. Like, I want to see Luke Harper in Intercontinental. I hate him being with Bray. I hate it. Yeah, I he, agree. He showed he's good enough in Reign to carry it on by himself. Him and Dean put on some great matches last year yeah. when it was him versus Dean for yeah. the Intercontinental title. I just hate this feud all around. Uh, I, I hate I hate Bray's promos. I, I hate how good he can be. I hate what he says. Um, I I hated the most about this promo was, oh Randall. Yeah, oh Randall. Randall. Oh, Who Randall. the hell's Randall? Oh Randall, <laughs> with your skin as brown as as a new leaves fall, and 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 uh, Sister Abigail with her skin as white as snow, and and Randall. I'm just like, come on, dude. I'm like. No, please. And stop. then and then you start the match and it's just like, okay, okay, I know Bray's coming at some point. It's like he's being pushed down in a coffin by the sheep. Then they go to commercial break, we come back, all of a sudden like Randy's on the floor laying down being beaten, Bray's standing over him. It's like what the hell happened in the break? But then you're forgetting about the true the true star of the show. Kane. The, the devil's, devil's favorite, favorite demon, demon from Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> Kane. Let me tell you something, Bray Wyatt. You think you're tough? You think you're you're the best one on the? You think you think you're God? Let's see you beat the devil's favorite demon. Okay, nobody beats Kane besides every world champion in their yearly feud. So pretty much coming at you, AJ. So pretty much we both agree that I hated it. I I think it's stupid. I'm not gonna. I'm 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 gonna be honest to our viewers and to you. I'm not gonna like anything this does because I, I I hate I hate the feud. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say Randy Orton's washed because he's not like he's still great in the ring, but he doesn't have the uh, he doesn't. The he, appeal, I don't even know appeal, but he, he doesn't have the charisma. Exactly, but it, it just like looks like, like he doesn't care anymore. Yeah. And he probably doesn't. And why should he? I mean, he's been in the business. You're like a 13-time world champion. Yeah, why would you like, care whatever. anymore? Not but, everyone can be John Cena. 
it's okay. it's just then but hey it moved on from that segment to an incredible women's match yeah that's my headline for the Smackdown the women dominated Smackdown why do people hate Naomi so much I don't know I love Naomi yeah me too she's athletic she's great on the she's great in the ring like she's yeah. very I hate her finisher but she's great in the ring she gets the crowd pumped like she does stuff that women don't do like I mean Look how athletic. She's able to do all that dancing intro, slide down the ramp, do all that crazy stuff, and still be in the ring and not heavy breathing. She's conditioned perfectly yeah, to be yeah. doing what she's doing. I like Naomi. It's great. Uh, and her Alexa Bliss put on a hell of a match. Yeah. I really liked it. I think it was the best match on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really close, in my opinion, but it was good. Naomi's the right better per- face, too. Like, it looked like Naomi. They made it close to where it's like Alexa winning does not hurt Naomi. Yeah. And it really help, and it helps Alexa, which is what it should do. Mm-hmm. And now you kind of get the feeling that I might be building for a triple threat with those with the. Uh, if you think Becky's gonna lose the title uh, November third in Glasgow? Yes, I would. I make her drop it. I don't know. I don't know if they would do it there. I think because it's in her home country, I just don't see them That's, doing that. Okay. Are that, you really gonna go for cheap heat on literally your your top non female not named Bailey babyface? Cheap heat on that? Why? Because Becky's over, like Becky's Becky's the person who's over enough with the fans where you can make her lose and everyone will be okay with it. Yeah. And also, if you don't think they will do it, let's not forget Shawn Michaels went into a uh, in your house pay per view against a British Bulldog in London. Yeah, that's true. And beat him and was trashed on his way out. They don't think WWE cares about oh it's my hometown. Bailey got beat by Dana Brooke in her hometown. That's true. That's true. That's all I'm saying. They don't care. Keith Oil was having a SmackDown. After that, we had a pretty good uh, promo between Car- we had a pretty good Carmella and Nikki. I love. I thought oh, it I was incredible. People hated it for some reason. I, I thought it was it. great. You had Nikki spitting truth. Yes. You had Carmella spitting truth. Yes. And they just did great. I mean, it wasn't had any action, but it builds the feud. The Nikki Carmella feud's so good too. Like, look at this. How look how SmackDown is. Like, almost every woman has something to do. Yeah. And like the one who kind of didn't was Natty. But then even now you got on the show. So, so Heath, you're telling me that building a women's division around two people isn't a good idea? No. I'm not saying that. Wait, wait. I'm not saying what that. What if their name is Sasha Banks and Charlotte? Then Ma- WrestleMania, main event. Oh, yeah, okay. Kill Men's it. Sure. Um, yeah, even Natty got involved. Yep. Like, I think every, all but the two inactive members on the SmackDown roster got involved. Yep. And Natty said the stage, like, I want to be in that five on five. She's taking initiative. We know she's going to be in there anyway. She's probably, like, the best technical women's wrestler in the business right at the moment. Yeah. At the moment, because Charlotte still kind of has some botches every now and then, and um, I thought it was great. Um, then there was the whole, you know, Dolph Ziggler and Slater and Rhino versus the Spirit Squad. Miz. It was okay. I hate the Spirit Squad. What, yeah. I, what, I, what I see this, what I see this is doing is Survivor Series is coming up. They need five tag teams for the tournament. You have Spirit Squad. Challenge Slater and Rhino. Slater and Rhino win. Keep building them up. Keep building them looking good. Spirit Squad goes away. Bye bye. Never talk about them again. American Alpha Warriors. Mm-hmm. Whoever yeah. wins that one. Uh, that way you keep your other. You have, that way you have five tag teams yeah. that you can push into that match because they'll not have anything to do for Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. It leads it. I kind of think it hurt, it's hurting Dolphin Miz because Dolphin Miz are doing great by themselves. Yeah. They were doing probably the best feud SmackDown had going. That, that, that's why I don't like it per, uh, and I hate, per se. I hate it because it hurts Intercontinental title run. The match was fine. I, I don't like how it's subtracting from Dolph and The Miz mm-hmm. because that IC title really is something. Uh, it's been re- it's been reestablished. And uh, that's the only thing I don't like about it. I, I think the, the pairing of Dolph Ziggler and Rhino Slater is a little bit awkward. But, I mean, you, you're going to do a three-on-three when, when you have the Survivor Series team with The Miz. So it's, it's whatever, I guess. Oh. See, now, um, I, I guess I would talk about Kirk Hawkins' debut, but once again, we didn't get a Kirk Hawkins debut because they're giving him the Eva Marie treatment. Yep. He's just going to find excuses after excuses. But the difference is, like, with Eva Marie, we all, people hated her coming into it. So it's like, all you do is belt the hate shirt has. No one knows who this guy no is. One, no one remembers who Kurt Hawkins yeah. is from the Edgeheads, okay? No one remembers him. He's the one who got cut while Zack Ryder went on to be the famous one. But... It's just stupid, and Apollo Crews just punched him oh, in the face. Apollo Crews was literally sat there, and I was thinking, "Oh God, he's about to job to Kurt Hawkins." Are <laughs> yeah, you serious? I, mean, I thought that too. It's mm, it's it's Apollo. Apollo has such talent; they're just misusing him. He has no gimmick for one. No, they no don't gimmick. give him a gimmick. His gimmick is he smiles. Yeah, I mean, if we want to be honest, his gimmick is he's black. 
Like, seriously. He's black, he's a legend, he's small. That's all it is. It's the stuff Vince always does. It's the stuff the New Day had before they... You know who Apollo Crews reminds me of? Who? A smilier Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Basically the same stuff. He just smiles. Yeah. But, um, after that, we... It was the, uh, Baron Corbin squashing Jack Swagger match. Which was, um, I think it's good because it builds Baron Corbin up again. It would be good if it wasn't, you know, the eighth time you've seen it. Yes, and, uh, I'm, I think Baron Corbin is after this feud, after Survivor Series, will move up and he will challenge Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental title. I think Ziggler wins that title in the uh, feud mm-hmm. and keeps it. I think Miz will be bumped up to face AJ for let's hope so for like a bump for like a buffer between God, Survivor Series so. for between Survivor Indeed, Series and a uh, main event. I mean Royal Rumble, and then I get ended with the stupidest match of the night, the match that I had so much hope. And like I just, I really, I really deep down wanted James Ellsworth to win the WWE See, I Championship. Didn't. I thought, I thought, that'd be I, thought it, I thought it, I thought it'd been amazing, but I wish they would have done something different than they did. Yeah, he wins by disqualification. Who does that help? No one. Dean? Is it help Dean? I they look like he's like he's. Oh, I'm in your mind, AJ. And then it's like, ha, he's now two and zero. Oh. I never knew we count disqualifications as a celebratory win. Yeah, like you didn't do anything to beat AJ. You literally just got punched more than ten times in a row. They, they just did the match for the entertainment factor of it all, and that's okay. I mean, also, key key SmackDown Smarky thing is they cashed in on something that's over with the crowd. James Ellsworth, for some reason, is over, and they cashed in on it. Yeah, I was proud of him for it. Smart thinking there. Once again, Dean was up to his antics. That's just not for me. I thought some of them were funny. I thought some of them were a little bit overdue. Um, the one they didn't show that was during the commercial break that was actually pretty I, good I did like that I liked when that one I would um, no when he was at interviewing James Ellsworth yeah, yeah. great part but they didn't show it it was great uh, cool, of course AJ gets hit with the, the dirty deeds or the, the pedigree of uh, 2010s for some reason apparently the dirty deeds is the one move that you can't kick out of even mm-hmm. though it looks so freaking dumb um, overall I gave Smackdown a 7 out of 10 which I predicted going in it was probably going to be like a 7 yeah. 8 because I didn't think anything was going to happen, but I felt like we still get some good quality content, which yeah. we did. So pretty, pretty good stuff overall. Another, I think once again this week, I believe SmackDown was the better show. No, that, that, that's our um, day, that, that's our weekly segment. Uh, Raw versus SmackDown. Who won? Heath, what do you say? I think SmackDown won this week. Okay. Um, just because I feel, I felt like there was some more purpose in the matches. Once again, Raw just gave me some matches that I saw them going nowhere. You? I'm gonna disagree. You think Raw was better this I week? I do. Um, don't say because of the Goldberg viewer spot. There, there's a lot of things that I didn't like about Raw, but there's a lot of things I didn't li- like about SmackDown this week. Uh, I, I don't like the Orton, Orton uh, Wyatt feud. Um, I, I thought the main event finish was dumb. Um, Raw had good wrestling, but then SmackDown had. They, they were super close this week. This is probably mm-hmm. the closest they've been in a long time. So I, I could still see why you'd give the edge of SmackDown. I'm just gonna say Raw because because of probably Goldberg, honestly. Um, there's nothing I can really point to to say, oh, this is so much better in SmackDown. But then there's nothing with SmackDown I could really say this is so much better than Raw, except the the way they handle their women mm-hmm. again for for another week. If this is by women, it'd be SmackDown ten, Raw zero, and it'd been like that for the past month or two. Um, SmackDown just knows. I that's what I love about SmackDown. What I always love about SmackDown. It's it's the fan show. Yeah. Raw's McMahon show. SmackDown's the fan but show. It's really not though. That's what they want you to think, but Vince is behind both shows. I just don't understand. I don't get it, but it makes sense. You know what I think it is? Hmm. Vince still just does the SmackDown as a B show, so he doesn't care much about it. So he's like he lets creative actually have yeah. a fun time. But but people like the rumor, oh maybe Vince isn't down behind SmackDown. No, he's he's still he's there. He's completely in charge of SmackDown. Too. I mean, he may not be there like all every week because he did tear his quad. I just don't. Think but he he's he's there. Yeah. He knows what he's up to. I mean, it's all he, he only lives he only lives for Monday and Tuesday each week. That is true. And Sundays. Yep. So, uh, we can go to Main Event Mail. And this is a little segment that I actually dreamed up. Because I want to get you guys involved. On uh, You can just see it by our Twitter. When, when we're live tweeting, you guys want to talk to us and we want to talk back. So, this is a way for you guys to get, get, get on the show and really feel like you're part of the show. So, I tweeted out a couple times this week. We, we got some really, really good questions I enjoyed. We're going to try to keep all these responses. You get a minute, I get a minute. That's how it's going to go. All um, right. So our first question comes from us on Twitter from Billy E. Bruce, and he asks, why did Goldberg quit? Go, Heath. Goldberg quit because he hates Triple H, 
he hated Triple H at the time because H was basically, you know, doing back to his politics, was bossing around saying, I'm going to squash him. I'm going to go over Goldberg. I don't care what he says. Also, I think, I think Goldberg just got tired of wrestling. I think he got tired of the environment, got tired of living like that lifestyle, and he just wanted out of it, and he got his chance, and he took it. And he didn't, he didn't look back. And now I feel like he missed it, and he realizes what he gave up. That's why he quit. Oh, you're going to leave me a little extra time. Uh, you spent hit spot on. Uh, rumors are it is Triple H. Uh, he didn't like the way he was being booked because he wasn't this this super dominant guy like he was in WCW. Um, he might have never liked wrestling, but no, no. I mean, absence made the heart go stronger. Mm-hmm. At the time, he's like, oh, I, I only did this for the money. And that's, that was probably true. That's probably why he did it for. It's WCW. All everybody did it for the money. But, WCW. But now he kind of looks back and he sees, oh, I really did enjoy this. And I, I believe... When his promo, when he says he's doing it for the kids, it's all about superhero. I, I believe that to be true. I believe it to be true because he's like, I want my his kid's never seen him wrestle. Exactly. I think he yeah. really wants his son to actually so, get to see him wrestle live. One but, time. but going back to the original question, the reason why he left because one, Triple H, two, the way he's being booked, and three, he probably just didn't like wrestling that much that he just wanted to quit. So, perfect. Our next question is from Caesar K on Twitter. He says, "Should any title belts be bought, brought back?" And I'll answer this one first. Uh, no, but I can tell you one that should be destroyed, and that's the Cruiserweight, Cruiserweight Championship. Which, uh, spoiler alert, there's another question I'll get, uh, so I'll get to that later. I think we're fine with belts right now. Yeah. I think there's a perfect amount. Uh, uh, let's see. There's Universal, U.S., Tag Team, Women's on Raw, and uh, Cruiserweight Well, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then on SmackDown, there's a WWE, Tag Team, Women's, and Intercontinental. And I think that's fine. I think it's a very uh, fine amount. Uh, all, all the titles have meaning uh they're still seen as something to strive for mm-hmm. so i think we're good on titles go Heath. i i much agree i don't see anything that needs to be brought back i don't see anything that needs to be taken away i feel like the cruiserweights just need to be flipped around a little bit that belt be worth it but no i think it's it's fair it is every title seems to have meaning you like you said hardcore you don't want european back no i'm good okay well, i'm good well, we'll move on then but Our, uh yeah. I, if i would say anything i'd probably Say maybe need to focus a little bit more, making the U.S. title more important. Like make it a focus of the title, not just I hate you, Roman. I hate you, Rusev. We got final ten seconds left. I'll tell you this: if the women's roster was bigger, I would like a women's tag team, but it's too small. So you yes. Can. All right. Our final question from the main event: male. And this was actually asked by a lot of people, so I, I didn't specifically tag one person. But it's how to fix the cruiserweights. Go, Heath. One minute. How to fix cruiserweights? Um, I say either move to NXT where they can shine a little bit and they actually, you know, can do all their full movesets. Or take away the stupid, like, Neville, Sami Zayn tag team versus the social outcast and give the Cruiserweights more time to shine. You got to you, you focus on two guys, and that's your problem. That, that's the raw problem. It's only There's only can be two people that are the main focus at the time. You can't have a next man up. Like, I don't see anybody on Raw who's ready to go up to the next title, like, once it's over with, once these feuds are done. There's no one there. And they need to really give the Cruiserweights more time. Give them two matches. Like, separate them out. Like, maybe put one in the first hour, one in the second hour, maybe one in the bathroom break at 9.30. Who knows? Find something to do with them. Give them more time. Heads up. My answer would be, get rid of them. But if we're not going to get rid of them, here, here's the reason why I say we should get rid of them. One, you completely introduced them all wrong. You cannot introduce an entire division on one episode of Raw. You just can't do it. Even if you have it up, oh, the Cruiserweights... Not here's a spoiler alert. Not everyone watched a cruiserweight classic. Not everyone wants to. Okay, I did. I watched parts of it, but but do I remember that much part of it? Also, your average fan definitely did not watch it. So you actually need to introduce them, bring them through NXT. Why do they just automatically get the jump? And and they're they're fooling themselves because you know why? Half the cruiserweights are on NXT, so obviously they need something. Also, but if you really want to keep them, like you said, you got to give them more time. This feud makes no. This T.J. Perkins Brian Kendrick feud is seriously built on the fact that uh, I'm Brian Kendrick and I, I used to be here and now I want my title back. That, that that's what your feud's built on. That that's what your championship's built on. Yep. I mean, I just I can't get it behind the cruiserweights because I know in my heart of hearts that the two best cruiserweights in the world are not on WWE television. I just I just think until I- until you give me Ricochet and Osprey in WWE. I just can't say this is the best cruiserweight division in the world because it's they're not, not there. And and you just can't. I, why did they just throw them on like that? They're like, oh, the cruiserweights are coming. The cruiserweights are coming. Oh, they're here. Uh, TJ Perkins is your champion because he won the cruiserweight classic, which you probably didn't watch. 
Also, out of those four people who were on the episode, have you seen Grand Malik since then? No. I sure haven't. But Or Noam Dar. Yeah, Noam Dar hasn't been... He was advertised like a couple weeks ago. I didn't see him there either. Funny. It's awful. I'm sorry. It's it's com- complete flop. Probably will be on a future episode of Storylines we should re- rewind. Just because it's com- it's too easy to destroy the story. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all for Main Event Mail. Uh, if you guys want to ask us some questions for next week's episode, tweet us, message us, whatever you can get do to get to us, and use the hashtag Main Event Mail. All right, and here's one of our. It's not really story a storyline line. to rewind. It's, it's more of a storyline to fast forward. Exactly. Uh, Heath, you're the one who does the booking, so I'll set up a little background for it. Okay. So, this is what happened. Is this is where we get trash McFoley because exactly. I've been I've been waiting to Mick trash Foley's McFoley. Dumbass went to someone DM'd on Twitter and said, "Hey, why don't you push Summer Ray?" This is what he had to say. So we are two weeks away from what might be the biggest match in women's wrestling history, and this strikes you as a good time to push Summer. So you have a you backhand trash one of your talent, someone on your talent to a fan, to a fan. It's like how dumb can you, Mick Foley? How dumb can you be? It's just my thing with it is, how are you going to do this? And he come off as an asshole. You come off as a legit... You know what this person literally asked, why can't you push something right? And, and you he know what jumped the best on part her. Of this whole thing is? He tried to call the other person an asshole. He was saying, if I give you the courtesy of a direct message, you need to be more respectful with the tone of your answer. They were completely... They were just saying how they felt. Like, if you're going to... If you're Mick Foley and you're going to DM me... Like most of the time I keep my DMs secret if it's like someone like a little bit more popular. But if you're going to literally DM me and kind of treat me like I'm you know, trash, and then also make, like, backhand a superstar on your talent segment, it's just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Also, he, not only did he, be, like, I know there's supposed to be a kayfabe war, but he also insulted SmackDown, too. He, he literally said, uh, this is a revolution that's real progress. That's far more impressive than you saying SmackDown has it covered. One, Mick, SmackDown does have a lot better. They actually build up multiple feuds. Dude, why are you talking to a fan anyway? You're Mick he's, Foley. He's stupid. He's stupid. I'm telling you. I, I, lo- I, I love him. Mick. I, am, he's I would fire him. This is so dumb. As a face of the company and on screen and a legend of the business, you cannot be doing this. You just can't. That's bad business. Like, if you weren't on screen, it'd be okay. Yeah, yes. talk about it. Like If you're like Shawn Michaels, if you're like a rock, if you're like or one of those guys. Or if, you, if it's a Mick Foley podcast, whatever. Say what you want. You can't be the on-screen general manager of you the show. You literally trash Summer Rae, who's your co-worker, to a fan. He, he's not the smartest cookie. Too many cherry shots from Rock. It's got to be something. But so this spawned like the whole Justice for Summer Rae uh, trend. We were surprised how many tweets there were. I, yes. I, brought, I was like, he's, people are really talking about Summer Rae. Would you want to book this? He's like, yeah. yeah you were kind of hesitant at first. And then you searched it up. Then I started looking at it, and I was like, <laughs> my gosh. And then Summer kind of threw some shade out by like, saying, like, should. who's this everybody that you're talking about, all this stuff, which is good. I mean, Summer's kind of fighting back, like, saying, what the hell? Why am I getting trashed? I'm, I've been coming back from, like, an injury in a movie shoot, and you're going to trash me? Like, it's not my fault I wasn't able to be here. Yep. Let's get good with your storyline we should fast forward. I'm, Hashtag justice for Summer Rae. Let's fast forward to Hell in a Cell. Okay. The way this starts out, Sasha, ha- Sasha goes over Charlotte Hell in a Cell. Ends the feud. Done deal. Sasha wins. She's she's the champ. What's going to happen? So we go we go to Monday Night Raw the next night. Mick and Steph are going to hold a celebratory like a celebration press conference because like or ceremony because like she just won the biggest match in women's history. Mm-hmm. Like she just won like the biggest gimmick match in women's wrestling history. Yeah. So it's like that's something to celebrate. Charlotte's going to come out and interrupt because that's what all that's all the losers do. They always interrupt and be like, oh no, you can't celebrate here. And she's like, I want my re- I want another match. I want another shot at it. Then every woman on the raw women's roster comes down to the ring, that including Summer Rae. They're all going to come down here, and they're going to each want that next shot. Mick's going to announce a tournament starting starting the following week. Okay. It's going to be a four-person tournament. Charlotte's automatically in because it's Charlotte. You know, she just lost the title match, so she's in a hell in a cell. So it's like she kind of has a thing. Can make- I guess two others? Yes, go ahead and take guess the other two others. Bailey and Danabrook. Yes, there? Bailey and Danabrook are going to be in right. there. But they're not just going to go in there. Because Raw, without Paige is gone, she's on suspension. Sasha's a champ. Yeah. That leaves you with seven women on the roster to run with. And um, so I'm going to have 
Summer is in a, all the other six are in a match or in playing matches for the last three spots. I had it be Nia Nia Jax versus Bailey. Okay. Dana Brooks Dana Brooke versus Emma. Okay. No, I mean, sorry. Emily. Dana Brooke, Emma Lena. And then Alicia Fox versus Summer. Okay. It's good because Alicia Fox is not the best in the ring, but she's not like, you know, if you beat her, it's going to be like, oh, blah, blah. It gives you someone, it gives you some momentum building. Like, you got a good win. Okay. Okay, go on to next week. So, you have Summer going to advancing. Then I had Bailey will beat Nia Jax because she'll chug her out like she always does. And it's going to kind of stop her moment, Nia's momentum. But she's not really going anywhere anyway. I think she'll probably jump to like the main event scene after Survivor Series. Um, oh, how's uh, Dana Brooke beating Emelina? There you go. Your final four is set: Summer, Bailey, Dana, Charlotte. You can't have face Summer and face Bailey, so it's gonna be Bailey versus Charlotte, Dana versus Summer as the next round matchup. So it's gonna go in that next week, and Dana Brooke's gonna cause Dana Brooke and Bailey got a feud going. So Dana's going to run in, and she's going to attack Bailey during the Charlotte match. Charlotte wins via disqualification, so therefore Bailey will. I mean, so Bailey's going to Bailey's going to advance because Charlotte. I mean, Dana Brooke's going to cost Bailey against Charlotte. Okay. Later on, uh, Bailey's going to cost Dana Brooke against Summer. Okay. Summer will like hit her finish, hit her finisher, pin Dana cleanly, get the win. Dana I means Summer goes on to face Charlotte in the main event for the tournament for the Towns Women's Title. At Summer, I mean at Survivor Series. Now, this is gonna be this is gonna be the tricky part, mainly because you have to be able to convince people this happens. So, well, what was Sasha be doing at Survivor Series? Sasha will be challenging her wins this tournament. Oh, so this is pre Survivor. This is this is pre Survivor okay. Series to decide who faces Sasha Banks okay. for the title at Survivor, so at Survivor let, Series. Let me get this straight. So, Dana Brooke cost Bailey. Dana Cro- so cost Charlotte Bailey. Goes over. Yes. Bailey cost Dana Brooke. Summer goes over. All right, I like that one. Okay, so it kind of builds Summer up a little bit because you did get a clean win. She wins it cleanly. Bailey kind of just stands there and distracts it, but she wins it cleanly. So now here, here comes the tricky part. Summer's going to beat Charlotte. By, she's going she's gonna to roll her up, you know, get that cheap, quick victory. It's like what, I, why, How I picture it happening, happening is that Charlotte's going to hit like natural selection. She's going to go for the pin. It's going to be a one, two, almost a three count, but Summer's going to kick out. And the ref's gonna tell, gonna That'd say two. She's gonna say two, and Charlotte's gonna be thinking she won. She can do the whole like heel, haha, that was three. I win the celebration thing, and then Summer's gonna come from behind, roll her up, get the quick three, and then get out of dodge because Charlotte's gonna be very mad because okay. now she's lost. She gets no, she doesn't get a title shot. Summer gets a title shot, and the way I have it laid out, this should give me one more week for Survivor Series. So they have next week. Contract signing. I love me some contract signings. Yeah. So it's gonna, it's gonna be summer versus summer slash contract. So nothing should go wrong until Charlotte interrupts. Charlotte's gonna attack them both because she has a real hatred for both of them. Yeah. And she hates that her shot. Sasha has her belt, and that Summer took a chance from her. Is is, is Sasha still a babyface in this? Yes, she's still babyface. So it's, it's babyface with babyface. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't have Sasha turning until Royal Rumble. Okay. Because I've the in game for Sasha is she's gonna lose to Bailey at WrestleMania. Okay. According to some people. My storyline doesn't have that happening though. <clears throat> so Survivor Series. Summer's get Summer is gonna hit Sasha with the finisher. She's gonna get ready for the pin. Charlotte runs in, costs Summer the match. It's like Summer looks good because she'll keep it close with Sasha Banks because she's riding that momentum. She's riding the hopeful fan support coming yeah. in from the summer for the uh, Justice for Summer. Yeah. And then Charlotte's gonna cost her, her title shot. And that's gonna really make Summer Ray mad. And the following Monday, see, I would really like uh, like a Summer Ray pro- promo after that. Because Summer Ray's best work is gonna be promos. Her character looks great. That's why, like this, uh, you're gonna end that Summer is gonna be kind of sitting there like heartbroken. It's like my shot has got taken away. Monday Night Raw, she's gonna go confront Charlotte about this. All right. And Charlotte, Charlotte being the high mighty Queen Charlotte herself, is gonna talk down to Summer, and she's gonna talk to her like a dog. And Summer's not gonna be very happy with this. Yeah. And this kind of, this kind of like this kind of makes Summer a little bit enraged, kind of like an angry Summer, like a very angry Summer Ray coming so I, on so here. I haven't really seen Summer. Yeah. yeah, not like a not a heel turn, but kind of like a um, like Roman Reigns when he gets like when he won the title for the, when he won the title off Sheamus, like just I'm sick of it. 
I'm just going on a path of destruction. I don't care. I'm getting justice for myself. Yeah. So there you go. You're playing the justice for summer play like the hashtag into the storyline, and it works out. And so this is going to lead to a few. They're going to have mic mic work, kind of like a bunch of you know inter, interfering in each other's matches, interacting. And then at at Roadblock, they're going to lead to Roadblock match, but they're actually going to fight each other. Summer is going to beat Charlotte at Roadblock by reversing the figure eight. She's going to roll the figure eight over to where the submission now is in effect on Charlotte, and Charlotte's going to have to tap out. Okay. Because it, I feel like it's going to be a longer match, so mm-hmm. Charlotte might get a little bit winded, and then she's going to hit with that, and she's going to be just completely surprised that Summer's able to like re- reverse it on her. Yeah. And um, so like she's going to be backstage. She's going to be so Summer's going to be happy. They're going to do a promo, but they're going to cut a promo with her backstage. Charlotte's going to attack her backstage, knock Summer out for like a week or two. Like, you know, like one of those injuries, maybe like concussion type thing, whatever. Maybe not concussion because you know how they are about that, except for with Enzo. But uh, two weeks uh, two weeks are up. Summer comes back with a vengeance, and she challenges Charlotte at Royal Rumble to a submission match. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> so they're going to get there, and it's going to be like a squash. Charlotte is going to beat the hell out of Summer Rae. But she's about to, she's she, Charlotte's going the healness of Charlotte. That cockiness is gonna get her, and Summer's gonna lock her in a sleeper hold, and she's gonna win the match by making Charlotte pass out in the ring. Therefore, Charlotte doesn't tap, and Summer looks Summer looks stronger. Charlotte doesn't look weaker. Okay. Everybody wins that wins that such scenario. Now Summer stocks at an all time high. She's just beaten Charlotte three times in the past month in the past like you know sections in the yeah. feud, going over twice in a, in pay per views and one being the big four. Trade stocks at an all-time high. The following night on Raw, Summer's going to come out and celebrate. She just she beats Charlotte. She thinks she's going to next shot at Sasha Banks' title. And then let's bring in the asshole Mick Foley. <laughs> Sorry to tell you, Summer, you've been traded to SmackDown. Wow. I think by this point, SmackDown's going to be having someone who's going to be kind of out of place on SmackDown. And I feel like SmackDown's going to be built enough. Like, well, you would get, that be a complete Mick Foley heel turn? I, I think Mick Foley's going to heel turn. Wow. I have I see it coming. I like that a lot. The only but question I would have It's oh, not done. Right. It's not done. She has to get traded. Alright. So I feel like there's someone put on the SmackDown roster to give it credibility. But I feel like SmackDown's done enough to really take away his credibility. Like they're good the women are good enough on their own. They don't need this person anymore. So he announces the trade. Becky's music hits. Wow. Becky gets traded to Smack to Raw in return for Summer Ray. And another and, and a male superstar. Haven't decided which one yet. Probably like Cesaro or somebody. Someone who's being misused. They'll trade him to SmackDown. There you go. It's like that's a kind of even trade. You yeah. get now you get all four horsewomen on one show. Yeah. Summer's over pretty well, so she can go over and be a good baby face on SmackDown, who's doing well all together. It gives her um, purpose. Makes her look useful in the ring. Makes her not look weak, talented, talentless. Yeah. Doesn't give her a championship because I don't think she deserves a championship. Well, I can't, I can't water down the title that much. Well, what kind of promos would she be having? I will, well, what would she be saying? Kind of like she needs to cut promos about like how, like kind of how like with Mick Foley insulting her. It's like how everyone just putting puts her down. Like all of them, like they don't look her the same. They're like, oh, you're one of the old people. We're the new era folks. Like look at the roster she's on with Raw. She's yeah. the like her and Emma are the only old phase people that are there. Yeah, yeah that's true. So it's like she's just kind of there, and it's like I don't really fit in with you guys. I feel like I don't get any respect for the work I did do. All right. Because she's great at promos. All right. Well, you want me to give, give, give you my feedback? Go ahead and give me your feedback. On I like that a lot. I'm gonna tell you why. One, Charlotte can take this easily. Oh, yeah, that's why. I, that's why I have to tell you. Charlotte is the most dominant heel women woman in forever. Honestly, like seriously, her 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 twenty her late twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen run has been. I don't know. Probably the best ever for women's wrestling. I think so. It's just, it's been incredible. I feel like she can do it. And that's why I had it like where she wouldn't tap out the second the second time. And like in the main in the blow off match, she wouldn't tap out because it gives her it's like she passes out like a champion. And this also gives Charlotte something to do because she, she's about to start fading out because they're starting to want, want Bailey and Sasha together. So it gives her something to do. It it establishes her as completely heel, probably the only true heel woman. Out there, mm-hmm. uh, besides maybe Alexa. Um, oh, Alexa's heel so good though. She's yeah. good in the, She's good in the, like. She's good in that very like teenage I would take mean Char- girls. I would tar- take, take Charlotte. Because Charlotte, but yeah, she's 
They're both very good heels. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I like it. There's no, nothing I can really I see wrong with it. Um, I think that the the promo on McFoley would be amazing. Uh, I always like mixing kayfabe in reality. McFoley's a dick, in my opinion, probably in and out of the ring. Um, so, I feel like the trade sitting her to SmackDown would be better for her. And then you send Becky back to Ross. Therefore, you can get your, you can possibly get your four horsemen fan. That's how I think they should do it. I think they should WrestleMania. What should have like the women's title should be a fatal war between the four horsewomen. Yeah, I really think that would be the best because those four in the ring together can put on a potential five star. That would that a legendary five star match. I think that's what everyone really wants. Uh, but we're gonna get Sasha Bailey just because. I mean, I like it a lot. I, mean, I feel, I felt like I originally had it planned that Summer might get like a one-off championship beat over Sasha Banks, but then I slept on it, and like I woke up the next morning, I was like, she needs to go for Sasha, so for Charlotte. Yeah, I was I like, agree. Charlotte's the only person who can take this loss and not be affected by it. And then I thought about, then we trade her. You trade her the pot, like have Mick Foley just, you know, so how much disrespect you're for? You trade her for Becky. And also, like, some other kind of big-name superstar. Like, Summer, you were just the side part of that trade. Yeah. You weren't actually, like, the full part of that trade. Gives her a chip on her shoulder. Gives her, like, something women going go into SmackDown. Maybe give her the SmackDown women's title. Yeah. Then you get a title fight out of her. Well, that's going to about wrap up your show tonight. Uh, episode 2. It's in the books. Yep. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at HHWorksAShoot. Excuse me. HHWork, no S, a shoot. Uh, we're really active on there. We'd love for you guys to follow us. Um, be sure to give us feedback. We, we want to know what we're currently trying. There's just a little housekeeping stuff. Uh, we're getting on iTunes to make it a little bit easier to listen to us. Uh, we've heard that people want us on YouTube, and we're definitely going to look into that. Uh, work as hard as we can mm-hmm. to get on there. And uh, we just need feedback, and we need sure. for you to continue listening. Mm-hmm. And really, we like interacting with you guys. Y'all make it, y'all make it fun. Best part about getting around the live tweets is seeing the reactions and the comments some of y'all give. Some of y'all give some great takes on it, and it's fun to get to interact with those and hopefully, you know, get show other people like, hey, this person right here has got a good got a good idea or got a good opinion on this match. Yeah. And I just know going forward in my life at coming out this week is that I have I have two hands here. Yeah. So I got a fighting chance in this world. We always do. But unfortunately, it's not everybody has two hands. So Dane Zellsworth hates cripples. 